4: Good morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, our number three. All right, let's head down to Port Isabel now, and let's check in with our good friend, Captain Robert Cervello. Robert, what's up, Bob? Morning, Mick. How you morning, doing, Mick? <laughs> fixing, to go see what the,
2: yeah, <laughs> fixing to go see what the fish gods got to offer.
4: Oh, they'll be good to you today.
2: I hear you. Yeah, um, I mean, the, of course, the drummer's still over there in the feeder channels. I don't go over there in that circus. It, boats get in there and they anchor like two Yeah, I two heard feet it gets pretty uh,
4: elbow to elbow kind of. <laughs>
2: That's not my forte. <laughs> no, um, I know better than that. You ain't no drummer. There, there's a there's a time where if those party boats get the word of it, they'll run mm. a party boat over there with 30 40 people in there and just freaking massacre the dang drum really those channels yeah those channels aren't that wide but there's one of them that's kind of deep and the, i've seen a party boat over there before and it's crazy anyway um
5: yeah Overall. i mean still
2: catching yeah still catching uh still catching trout uh a few reds here and there we've got to get in got to get away from all this wind i don't know looks like it might blow again today it's not that bad right now but Tide's kind of low, so I'll probably be drifting the edge of the channel or
4: something. Yeah, we've been starting yeah. out with low tides in the morning here, same pattern, same thing.
2: Yeah. Except ours comes
4: it, in sooner than yours. It takes a while for it to get your way.
2: Yeah, I think we've got four tides today here. We do here, too, yeah. Four tide day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What moon are we on? I haven't even looked. Uh, we're
4: on about 34%, headed towards the next new moon, or full moon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it should be all right this morning. It's not too breezy yet. it so. got a third of a moon this morning. Good. Yeah, it'll be snapping. Should. Yeah.
4: If they yeah, are I know. Can find we,
2: them. Yeah, just kinda waiting, you know, till we get into those days to where, you know, we don't have wind in the morning early. Um, I don't know it's it's blowing right now a little bit. I don't really know. What the deal is with the wind? We don't usually it's have this. It's come stuff down, down a little here. here. It's about 14 to 16.
4: It was yeah. like 20, 20 to 22 but it has come down some. It did this yesterday morning. It got real calm.
2: Yeah, usually the, the sun couple comes hours the came up
4: bit. yesterday. It's come back up. Yeah. Made for some long, rough boat rides from some of the guys yeah, out well, Yeah,
2: well, that's why I got a big. Semi-V, it's it's a
4: Cadillac. Yeah, what boat are you running?
2: Mayak Extreme,
4: 25. You got that big extreme? You like that boat?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's a great boat. I can float. It's as shallow as almost any boat. Um, My boat's a little different. I don't think there's any or very few like mine. I had them move the fuel tank up um, like six inches. Right. Yeah, normally they have everything, MAAC wants to push everything to the back, you know, for speed. But, I mean, my boat still runs like 56. That's fast enough. It slowed it down a little bit, but it made it a little shallower. Right. They won't do that anymore. They they won't, I guess they got some law or something there. They can't do it or something. I don't know as far as moving the fuel tank, but mm-hmm. luckily I had mine done. Well, I bought my boat in 2013. I've been using it since then. Right. I knew you had it a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I need about a foot and a half to take off, but it does everything just fine for me. I like you know, it because you
4: can... I'll sacrifice that for a little more comfort, you know?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you got a 25. Well, it's almost 26, really. You you got a boat that big, but yet if they push everything to the back, you know. You can't... I got to be able... I want to be able to walk around, you know, in the back a little bit. Right. Without having to step up on the back deck. Um but, yeah, it's a it's a smooth riding boat. I like it because, you know, I can go out around the jetties and stuff, and it handles mm-hmm. the swells real good. But um, that's about it, just going through the motions. Y'all been kind
4: of warm down there, hadn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's what are warm. y'all's high temperatures hitting right now?
2: Well, yesterday I saw when I was going through my neighborhood, it was 99.
4: Yeah, and just think, if you were weren't on the coast, it'd be another 10 degrees hotter than that.
2: Right. Yeah. See, like Galveston, I guess
4: you know, hot for Galveston's 89.
2: But you know, I you guess it's go good Houston, that we do 99. have. Yeah, I guess it's good that we do have a little morning. How are y'all? Um, and my people just showed up. Well, that's good. At least they showed up. (laughs) Yeah, really. I haven't had very many of those this year. I mean, I usually get one or two a year. You know, you get those younger kids that come down here on weekends, and it usually happens on a Saturday morning where they go out Friday night or something like that. Um, Right. But I've been kind of fortunate. I always get one or two a year.
4: Yeah, Lynn and I were talking about that earlier, you know, how people party hardy, man. Before, well, oh, down, yeah, down
2: here especially. That's all. Oh, that's yeah. what the island is, you know.
4: Party central, brother.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't well, I remember I used much.
4: to go. We used to go down there surfing two or three times a year, and there, there was nothing there.
2: Yeah, they used to have that deal Easter every Easter. I used to come down here even before I was guiding on Easter, you know. They had that big surfing deal on Easter.
4: Right. You had good old days. Little you go across the causeway, go across the bridge over to South Padre, and they had that one little, what was it called, the Fisherman's Hotel or something? What was the uh, name of that little hotel we used to stay in all the time we'd go down there?
2: It was there on the well, right? Well, there used to be, used to, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. The Yacht Club used to be a big deal here, but it's not open anymore. They had right. some of the best food there, too. It was like, that place looked like the old uh, Eagle's. Uh, uh, Hotel California.
4: Right. <laughs> it it looks just like where you check in and never check out. <laughs>
2: yeah, right, yeah. Wow. But, yeah, hopefully business will get going a little bit. It's that time of year. I mean, the, the traffic's been murderous. I mean, I guess it's a lot of Valley people. I mean, the other day I was going back, and it wasn't 9.30 or 10 in the morning, and it was backed up all the way past the high school, Laguna Heights. My
4: goodness. Yeah, where do, I don't know how hell... Where do most of the people that come down there and fish with you, where do they usually come from, what major city?
2: Uh, the Upper Valley, you know, uh, McAllen, Harlingen. Right. Up in that area. Beach goers. Mm-hmm. Got you.
4: Yeah. Well that's uh yeah I remember when it was uh just I mean it's totally changed now. Well, what hasn't up and down the Texas coast. I mean Right, yeah. I remember remember how little Port O'Connor used to be? <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: What do y'all got? Like two rods? Okay.
4: Well, they got their own stuff. That's
2: pretty good. Yeah, well, one of them's okay, the other one I don't know about. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> a gar rod. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a big heavy one.
4: Uh oh. Well, they're expecting big fish out of you, Robert. You better. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's all right. <laughs>
4: hey, that's always scary when they show up and they got big old giant offshore looking rods and uh, several right, ice chests. Yeah, yeah the that'll worry. On. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: yeah. All right, man. Well, I know you're, uh, you got your people there. And uh, you yep. need to get to them. Hey, throw out a number. Somebody wants to come down and fish, will you, Robert?
2: Yeah, 956-433-1389. Uh, three, three, All right, buddy.
4: Well, Robert, All have right, a good Sunday. You. Be uh, safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. All right, thanks. All right, later, yeah. man. All right, that's Captain Robert Cervillo down in Port Isabel.
3: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
4: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It is 617 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's go uh, talk to our good friend Hunter Welch with Fish Stick Rods. Let's see what he's got up his sleeve this morning. Hunter, what's up, man? Oh man, I'm making it. How you guys doing? Oh, we couldn't be better. It's, it's all good in the awesome. hood, buddy.
6: Yep. Well, I was calling to tell you again about our uh, fishing show we got coming up next weekend at the Galveston County Fairgrounds. It's happening uh, Friday through Sunday. It'll be uh, Friday the hours are two to eight. Saturday we got ten to seven, and Sunday we got ten to five. And it's just like we uh, used to do it. We got ten dollar wristbands good for the whole weekend. This time we're going to have tons of boats, um, RVs, and we got tractors, lawn mowers, all that good stuff will be present. You know, we're already almost mm-hmm. done with June, so deer season's right around the corner. Right. I know people need to, uh, you know, start clearing out some. Um, some properties for deer season and get that stuff going. But anyways, we're going to have tons of fish stuff, lots of fishing vendors, a lot of local guys. Um, and my favorite thing, food trucks. And we've got a ton of them. So all this is going on at the Galveston County fairgrounds and it'll be Friday, June 30th to Sunday, July 2nd. And, um, another cool thing that bring the whole family, we've got a kids zone, absolutely free. You can bring them out, play the whole day. And, um, we're doing this with uh, my friends over at Millennium Marine, Jody and Jason, Right. and uh, they're helping me put this thing together, and uh, we put in a lot of work, and it's going to be really cool. One of my best ones to be a part of right
4: here, I think. This is going to be really neat. Awesome. That's good to hear. Are y'all still calling it the Got Fish Expo? This is the Galveston
6: Fishing Extravaganza.
4: Oh, I and, like uh, that. Extravaganza. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs>
6: that's right. It just It's more extravagant that way.
4: Right, yeah.
6: But uh, those of you not familiar with the Galveston County Fairgrounds, it's not in Galveston. It's in Hitchcock, Texas off Highway 6. So it's super right. convenient to get to. Uh, free parking. Free we got tons parking. Of parking that's, all a, free. that's
4: a plus, buddy. That's...
6: Yeah. So, uh, we're saving you money for the whole weekend. And like I say, i touched on it a while ago, but it's $10 wristbands good for the whole weekend. So if you come out Friday, you want to come back on Saturday or Sunday, it's no extra charge as long as you have your wristband. You can come and go all you want to. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. uh, so, uh so you're some gonna of have, the boat dealers. Go yeah, ahead.
4: as far as boat dealers, you you mentioned that boat dealers and uh even, you know, tractors and lawn equipment yep. and everything else and uh uh as far yep. as uh fishing vendors, you know, like bait companies and, you know, rod companies and stuff like that.
6: Yep, we well, had uh all your favorite rods. Uh, of course, we'll have reels. We got uh, lots of bait companies. Uh, of course, apparel companies, uh, safe floor, You know, a lot of boat accessory companies will be there. Sea Deck. It want stuff for your boat or for your fishing hobby. It'll be here at this show. Cool. Uh, yeah, boat dealer wise, we're gonna have um, Ron Hoover Marine Max, Texas Sport Fishing. Uh, tons of tons of boat dealers.
4: Dang. Well, that's good to hear.
6: Yep. Uh boats, etc. Right. And then of course uh Ron Hoover's going to bring out over 20 something RVs everybody can look at, come on in. Yeah, so the all-around outdoor show.
4: Yeah, a lot of people like looking at those RVs and uh wishing they had one. <laughs> yes, like <sir>. myself.
6: <laughs> yep.
4: I just don't have the but, time uh, to use one.
6: Yep, that's how I am. man. It's uh, constantly going. <clears throat> but there's somebody there that needs one and they
4: can have they come out and take a look. Right. And uh you know hey if you need a new zero turn lawnmower, I'm sure they'll have some of those on display too.
0: Yep.
6: Almond Equipment Company took up a huge space so they got they sell their Kabuk products and also what is liable to be their number one selling product, the Cajun coolers. Right. Uh you know, with it being a hundred something degrees, everybody could use a good Cajun cooler. Just plug it in, fill it with water, and enjoy.
4: You know, I hadn't seen one of those firsthand. That I'd like to check those out. Yeah, well, uh, Alvin Equipment
6: Company will be there, with a bunch of them. So, all in all, we got a little bit of everything at this thing. Also, we have a few, uh, you know, like craft items from some some people that's not necessarily in the fishing industry, but if you uh, if you want to come out and check out just some of the craft items we have, we'll have that and uh,
4: cotton candy, kettle corn, plus tons of good food trucks. Yeah, some of those food trucks put out a mean meal. I mean, they put out some good <laughs> food, man. You know, that's yep. a big craze in the state of Texas, and you know, in all these big cities, these food trucks are a big draw, man.
6: Yep. Well, let me tell you what I did yesterday uh, out here at the fairgrounds. The Galveston County Fair was having their summer fest. So I went out there Friday just to look around, and uh, I noticed a couple food trucks, but I wasn't hungry. Well, one of them had some pretty good-looking nachos. I went again yesterday. Paid, I paid to get into the show again, walked up there, and got uh, two orders of nachos and took them home with me. And uh, that's how much I like food trucks.
4: There you go. A lot of people do. They swear <laughs> yep. by them. That's awesome. Yep. Cool, dude. And I
6: appreciate you uh, helping me get the word out. And hey, you um bet. looking and, forward to uh, seeing
4: everybody. Give them a web address or something so they can uh, well, research it, check, check it, it
6: out. Yeah, check us out on our Facebook page, the Gallison Fishing Extravaganza. And that's on Facebook. And uh, like I say, our showers are Friday 2 to 8, Saturday 10 to 7, and Sunday 10 to 5. It is an indoor and outdoor show. So, uh, you know, dress prepared to you know, look around inside and look around some outside as well. But uh, we appreciate all everybody. And if you need anything, look us up on our Facebook page, Galveston Fishing Extravaganza.
4: Cool deal. All right, Hunter. Appreciate it, man. I'll be talking to you, all right. buddy. All right. Thank all right, you. Man. Thank See you. All right. All right. All uh, right. Phone lines are open, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you on this Sunday morning. All right, now let's go up to Richland Chambers Reservoir and let's talk to Mister Royce Simmons this morning. See what he's up to. Royce, good morning. What's up?
1: Good morning, Mickey. i just kind of enjoying a, a a Sunday off and uh, kind of trying to hydrate back. I guess is probably a good word as any it it been, been hot in Houston, you
4: know, at least here on the coast, we're a little cooler, you
1: know, we experienced a little of that Houston type of heat, uh, early in the week when that humidity was so high, but you know, by the end of the week, we'd kind of lost the humidity. We had a breeze and, uh, probably the best day of the week, Friday, we had a good thick cloud cover and, uh, you know, it was just—it's pleasant for the first few hours of the morning, and then, you know, by the time you get ready to clean some fish, it's a—it's a little warmer up on the land than it is on the water. But uh, it, it was an okay week. I—I I don't know. I was, I was writing a, a little article for one of the little lake newspapers, and we try to tell it like it is. But I fished six days last week. I had two that, you know, just off the charts good, top water action going crazy, hybrids mixed in. I had two that were fair and I had two that uh I got humbled again. And yesterday was <laughs> was one of my humbling days, but uh yeah, a, a Friday where I've got a couple of you your listeners up here fishing with me on Friday. We limited on our whites on on top water action that literally lasted probably three hours is that good cloud cover day. And uh, hybrids mixed in with them, a lot of unders, but some keepers too. And then I come back yesterday, and yeah, it's Saturday, there's a little extra traffic, but I can't use that as an excuse. And uh, we just, uh, we didn't put on a very good show yesterday. I think we had about 15 fish in my box and... Adam had twenty-something fish in his box, and we we just, you know, June in transition is the word I use, and then uh, I just hope uh, tomorrow's the day that we get into the summertime pattern. We're off and running again, but uh, well, it, it seems it, it seems to happen on on Richland Chambers, maybe a little bit more than even some of the other lakes. And uh, I I listen to my buddies on either radio talk shows or. You know, uh, read about them in the Parks and Wildlife Reports, and uh, they don't seem to have quite that, uh, I, I call it transition from spring to summer, and then mm-hmm. in the, in September we'll go from summer to fall and have a little slow period. But uh, th- does that happen on the coast?
4: Oh, all the time.
1: We we do
4: it, does uh, it? winter to spring, spring to summer, summer to fall. Yeah, we have those uh, yep. transition times, you know. A week or two of just ill fishing is what I call it. It's,
1: you know, I sometimes blame it on, you know, the size of the lake too, because I know those fish are somewhere and they got to eat. But when you have a half a dozen guides all calling each other saying, Are you on any fish? It seems to happen, you know, pretty widespread across a 45,000 acre lake. But, uh, you, know,
4: you get kind of a non bite and a movement also, you know.
7: Yep.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we, we, uh, I thought maybe, maybe Friday was that day when we, we've been having some early morning shallow water, top water bite for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour. And then you have to go try to find them up the creek or find them on some drop offs or whatever. And use your slabs. But, uh, that, that bite on, uh, on Friday, it was, it was about as awesome as you get and just, you know, acres of fish, and only a handful of boats out there working them, so they stayed up. So uh uh, come back on Saturday in the same spots, and it kicked in gear about 7 o'clock for about 30 minutes, and then it disappeared. (laughs) So, you know, it is something. But uh, I hate the old phrase, that's why they call it fishing, because it usually means you didn't have that good a morning or whatever, but I guess that's why they call it fishing and not catching. But True. You know, it's uh comes with the territory and we're back out there again tomorrow and uh you know, uh if if all else fails we put the punch bait in the boat for catfish this time of the year when it gets tough, but we hadn't resorted to that yet. So uh it's it's been good. I, I ran into one of your listeners at the uh at the boat uh ramp on I think it was Thursday when I was loading up and whatever and he says I don't hear you much anymore. I said, well, I usually call on Sunday mornings now, but he uh, he had come up because he had heard us pretty recently, and I think he got in on that Friday Friday day, but uh, saw some some folks that are regular listeners and and literally fished with uh, two of the folks from Houston uh, on Friday. He got in on that good bite that are or loyal listeners and loyal customers, so. Yeah. I don't say it enough, but I I really appreciate the time you send us some good people up here. Well,
4: let's, uh we got some good people listening to this show, and uh, all of us have been fortunate of taking them fishing and having a good time with them. And I just call them early morning sickos because they are they're devoted. And, uh, <laughs> they uh they're as sick over fishing as we
1: are. <laughs> That's
4: uh,
2: why you
1: know, sickos, I man. hope. <laughs> I hope I don't ever get over it, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's been a good spring. And, uh, we'll, we'll see where the summertime goes, but uh, golly, in addition to that heat, I don't know if y'all been having it. We, we've been having some really thunder bumpers come through, and I had one come through Wednesday afternoon about 5.30, dumped a ton of rain, a really bad electrical storm, and, you know, from that point, until right now, literally, I still don't have the phone service down at the lake. They've got some type of severe service interruption that uh, they can't, I guess, figure out. Right. So, uh, uh it, it knocked down some trees, and, uh, I, I was staying down at the little lake house that night, and I was without electricity till, oh, five, five o'clock the next morning. So, uh, They've had some really, really good storms move through, and they just kind of pop up, hit you, and move on, oh, yeah. They've on been, over to yeah, there's been the,
4: some violent storms this year. You know, up above you, I've got family up there, and uh, yep. they were without power four or five days hmm. in this
1: heat. Yeah, it's, it, it just, uh, I don't know, you'd, you'd have to go get you a hotel or something because, you know, by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's it's been pretty tough lately, but... Uh, We've been fortunate most of every morning we've had a nice breeze on the lake and you can get your trip in, get your fish cleaned and then enjoy the AC. But, uh, uh, it's Texas. We're going to, we're going to have that stuff. Hopefully not too much more of it. It's kind of settling into that, uh, same old forecast every day. Warm, right. breezy. <laughs> I know you got listeners and callers. I better go, but I'm just going to give you a report. The fish are biting some days better than others. Got gotcha. you. Summertime pattern.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, if somebody wants to call you, give them some info.
1: I'm going to give you a cell phone just in case they don't get my landline fixed in the next day or two, but 469-371-5197 and uh, the web at Biz. And, again, thanks for the time, Mick. You bet, Royce. Appreciate the call,
4: buddy. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Have a good All week. Right.
3: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, sports radio 610 presents the outdoor show with captain Mickey Eastman.
4: Good morning. Welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show. All right. It is 637 here in the Bayou city final segment. If you care to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. We've still got uh, some more time during the show, 713-572-4610. All right, next up, who's our first caller this morning on Open Lines? Let's go to Rick Bice. Rick, good morning.
7: You're on the Outdoor Show. Good morning, Captain Mickey. What's up? I was I enjoyed the conversation that you had with uh, Captain Lynn this morning. Y'all were talking about Texas history. I love Texas history um i'm i'm really really into it and partly because i just got to travel the whole that gum stadium My work i mean constantly and so uh that's that's probably helped my interest but anyway um y'all were talking a little about indians and their heads i'd like to comment on both i was at a ranch out uh by land passes I remember when it was, it was in the winter, and I was at a deer camp with some guys. I just stopped by to see them, and uh, it was in the Love You Blue Orler days. Right. And we were just glued to a TV in there in the middle of the day. And this is an old, you know, shotgun house, wood floor, big old wood porch on the front. There's a bunch of little boys up there. And they were making so much work at their daddy said, y'all go outside and play. So they took off and we kept hearing them. They would, they would leave and then they'd come back on that porch and they would leave and they'd come back on the porch and they did this. I don't know how many times it was kind of annoying and, uh, because it was loud and, uh, Finally, one of the guys said, "I'm gonna go check on them boys and see what they're doing." Well, them boys, there's a creek down there about fifty yards, and it on the on the high bank side, it had washed out. And on the front porch, they were putting together a scalp of an Indian. A what? A scalp? skeleton of an Indian. Bones. Really? Yep. <laughs> this one little boy kept coming and said, Daddy, can I have a box? <laughs> He's going, no, you can't have a box. What do you need a box for? I found some bones. <laughs> My first thought was they found an old cow out there somewhere, you know.
4: Yeah, cow bones and, and uh, deer bones or something, yeah.
7: <laughs> And, man, we all got up, and we went over there, and this thing literally cut this... A burial mound in half. Really? Yeah. And you know, I told they said, "What do you think, Rick?" I said, "We need to put it all back. And keep our mouth shut." I said, "Otherwise, you're going to have the state and everybody else out there like, our archaeologists and and everything else out here on this ranch." And I know it's they it ain't got no business out here. That's my opinion on that subject. But yeah, um, I said, "Just go put it. Just it's just all." get it all and put it, go put it back. <laughs> Let That's what's going to what happen. Happen but we dang sure don't want to get caught with none of this in the truck going home or anything. No. And, uh, you know, your kids live will take a skeleton to show and tell at school one morning, you know? And, um, so anyway, that was, I've seen a lot out there. I mean, I have found a lot of old stuff back from the 1880s and, you know, but, but in, I'm a lot of the time I go first my th- my first thought is how in the world did this get out here? And I could write a book on that subject. But let me talk arrowheads real quick. It's, for forty one years I've been doing farms and ranches as a real estate broker. And I have found just dead on anything and everything, except an arrowhead. Really, I have never found an area and I look hard for them. I've never found one, and I can have people with me in a truck. Now, do you reckon there's any Indian heritage around here? i go, well, You better believe it. Have you ever found any? I go, Oh, nope, I haven't. I have it. I've had people with me, you know, those people you got to have an eye for it. You really yeah. do, I think. I believe that, and they. Got you know. Take three or four steps. And says, oh, here's one right here. And I and I'll go. I just walk past there.
4: <laughs>
7: and you know, oh, here's another one over there. <laughs> I have. That's one thing I would like to find at least one right. arrowhead. And I'm, a, you know, if, I'm not embarrassed to say I've never found one because I have tried, but I just don't have an eye for that for whatever reason. I don't. But I know some guys that's got some huge airhead, and you know, not just airheads. You know, Indians made a lot of stuff out of stone. Oh,
4: all man. kinds of artifacts, man! For you know, oh, yeah. animals oh, yeah. and game and everything, food preparation,
7: all of it. Well, just to, just to sum it up, you know, over the years, I have collected. If I still had it all, probably a cup, probably a ton or two of stuff I have found on those ranches, just, you know, out in the woods or by an old farmhouse from the eighteen hundreds or whatever. And then I'll be showing it to somebody, and they go, man, that's pretty cool. I'd like to have that. Well, I would say, heck, if you want it, you can have it. I just, I'll find me another one. Well, now this old state's been picked over pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I don't see near as much of that kind of stuff as I used to. But anyway, I, I was enjoying y'all's talk about it. And, uh, man, I'd love to talk, sit down with one of y'all or both of you sometime and, and uh, share some more stories on some of this stuff. But anyway, hey, thank you, Mick. Y'all have a hey, good one. And I will talk to you next time.
4: You have a good day. See you, man. All right. You too. All right. Bye. All right, next up, let's go to Guitar Dave. Dave, good morning. How are you? Hey, Captain Mickey. I'm on a good phone. Hopefully,
8: a new phone that's hopefully got great reception. Yeah, Rick, he's right, man, I tell you. You know, Captain Mickey, we're all part of Texas history, but hey, you he just got into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? That's cool. And and uh, But, yeah, like I say, my dad, he took us on Indian arrowhead hunts and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and they would come out to the farm out there. There were 72 acres, and and my uh, all my cousins and everybody, they'd come out there with metal detectors because they were looking for the money that our ancestors buried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And uh, But when they were digging the pond over there, uh, it was like a three-acre pond. We were finding arrowheads out there, uh, you know, when we'd walk around and when that bulldozer was going, you know. And then I found that. I've got one in my wallet in a little zipper pack thing. It's got the tip broke off, but that's the one that I found when I was uh, – Kind of sifting in Lake Conroe years and years ago because I don't think it's legal to pick anything up now. You know, nowadays, I think well, they may certain areas
4: they have that are, you know, like uh, these mounds and places like that are off limits to, you know, doing, doing any digging or anything like that. But, uh, right. I yeah. know up my way I mean, they've like, got some there, you know, coming out of the marsh into the bay, you know, by Reds Bayou and Cross Bayou and all that. I've heard stories about that, so.
8: Yeah, and then hey, I've heard even on Lake Conroe, one dude found a tomahawk head over there years ago, and right. uh, and that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty. But that's what I'm saying. You know, the Indians they were around the river over there and all that, and and then I guess now when all the, wa- the waters washing the trees out and the dirt from the trees and everything's coming out of there, then it goes in. And hey, there's a bunch of them in Lake Livingston too. Yeah, I know. I, I right. we found I found about four or five there, but no. Yeah, maybe I just wanted to tell you, I, yeah, I enjoy the history and Texas history and, and stuff like that too. And we'll have to talk about all that again because I know you probably got somebody yeah, else we, waiting on, man. No,
4: actually, uh, I don't think we have any more callers. Well, I got well, one. It, I got one left. Still got about okay. uh, 10 minutes left here. so. Okay. But, well, no. Well, anyway,
8: oh, meanwhile, back at the ranch over here where I'm working, when that wind came through. Uh, down the side of this building over here that I clean up is a it's uh-huh. a grocery store here. The whole fence caved in, so half of, so it's about a hundred yards of wooden fence leaning up against the side of their building over here. But at least it's in a private area, you know. I call right. it the dark alleyway, you know. So, but uh, I was try I, I was wondering where some of them fence boards came from. But uh, but normally I'm here when it's dark, you know, and I can't see back there very far. But now I figured it out, so I'm to have to call the office tomorrow and figure it out. But other than that, I got two air conditioners in right now, and I got an industrial strength fan. And uh, man, I'm spraying water all over me, and I'm uh, got ice. <laughs> I'm freezing ice bottles and stuff, and, and ice my neck down and shoulder down, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm staying cool. So I mean, I'm I ain't gonna croak over or nothing like that. So.
0: Well, that's good. But
8: anyway, that's about all I got, Captain Mickey, and I really do appreciate If I could leave you with the O.C. McCrimmon telling us, God bless us, God keep us, and God bless America. Please help us. <laughs> you know what I'm
4: saying? I uh, heard that. So, all right, buddy. Uh, all See right. You Thank man. you, sir. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Next up, let's go to uh, Shannon. Shannon, good morning. You're on the outdoor show.
0: Hey, Captain Mickey. How you doing this morning? Good, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Got a question for you. Um, when it comes to uh, lures, I know it's a big thing in saltwater. I wanted to get your opinion on something and, to, and see if it's a, a big deal on freshwater as well. Um, single hooks versus treble hooks. What is your opinion on that, and why would you have somebody do that?
4: Have Have somebody do what?
0: Take the treble hooks off and put single hooks. Well,
4: and uh, I know in uh, saltwater, some guys do that on topwaters and other baits to uh, cut down on accumulating the grass on the lure when you're working a bait. Correct. They do that. Uh, I don't think your hookup ratio with a with a big hard bait like that is as good with a with a straight hook. I mean, if they're eating the lures good, yeah. If they're slapping them around a lot, the, the treble hooks seem to work better. When you don't get as many positive strikes, you'll you'll catch some fish that you normally wouldn't catch with a straight hook. But uh, there's pros and cons to that. Plus, that lure was designed to work properly and balance and everything else and twitching activity the way it walks or, you know, how it runs under the surface with a treble hook on it. If you'll notice when you buy – you buy you a bait just just take mirror lure for instance when you buy one they have three three treble hooks on them and when you're swimming that bait those hooks lay up against the bottom of that bait just perfectly it's the right amount of weight for the bait to give off the action it was designed to do and then when you put something different on there like a straight hook it changes the action and the way that bait works but you know it's pros and cons to that. I mean, that's it's your call. If you're fishing where there's a lot of grass, I can understand it, because there's nothing more miserable than than working a bait through a prime area full of fish, and you can't you can't keep your lure from grassing up. And that's when we, you know, when it gets bad like that, we go to a uh, soft plastic bait and actually use a uh, a weedless worm hook on it, use like a rat tail bait, like you would for bass fishing and just bring the uh, the turn hook up through the bait where the tip is just barely exposed. And when the fish bites down on it and you set the hook, the hook comes through the bait and hooks the fish positive. And it's, uh yeah, there's, you know, freshwater, water, salt water. There's just not uh, much difference as far as the way. Well, we I, have
0: a, I had a customer come in the, the store the other day. You know, I remember I told you I worked at the academy. And uh, uh, he come in and he was, hell bit on changing out all of his treble hooks, uh, he said he heard on a, on a fishing forum that uh, it was a better deal to put all of his hooks to single because, number one, it had a better penetration than uh, than, a tr- than a treble hook. Number two, it was easier to release the fish, and well, that was right. the only thing that he was going by, and I yeah. would say, well, that may be true, but you know, how does it change the buoyancy of that bait? That was my main concern. You know, if you have a, exactly. a topwater, if you go to change it out, it's going to change the buoyancy if you go to a bigger hook.
4: Exactly. That's, uh, so there's pros and cons to it. And, uh, but as far as, uh, for catch and release methods, yeah, and, and positive hook sets, I mean, nothing's going to beat a straight hook, but, uh, it still has a barb on it. And, uh, you know we do this a lot because you know I'm pretty much catching release now. I don't ever, I don't ever kill any fish anymore. And uh, yes, sir. A lot of my jig heads, I'll just take a good pair of pliers, and I'll mash that barb all the way down flat where there's uh, no restriction there. And if you do hook a fish deep, that that hook comes out real easily and doesn't harm the fish, and it's easy to, you know. And plus, if you're catching them, if you get into a bunch of little fish, you're not butchering them up with those barbs either. You're able to release them so they can grow up and get big.
0: Well, here's one more question for you. I know that you got to go. That's flat water that we had before all this turbulent wind come in—will that? Mm. Do you think that's going to return?
4: Oh yeah, we we always get those calm days coming up later in the summer. We're just going through a, you know, a stint of uh, southwest winds like we done as long as i've been guiding 43 years i've been seeing it every summer forever and uh you know it's the wind direction you know the southwest and everybody doesn't like it but if it's not strong it's not bad you know if it's just like five to ten that's no big deal the fish you know they they get accustomed to it and uh it's more harmful to us than it is the fish it makes it more difficult to wear right. currents and tides run through the bay and and the way the bay floor is set up you know from for a predominant wind then when you start raking that southwest against the currents and the configuration at the bottom it stirs it up and makes our water you know off color real bad
0: but yeah i know before all this happened that was probably the bluest water i've ever seen in my life at Galveston. i'm 50 years old i've never seen it as pretty as it was and it was just yeah. unbelievable
4: No, we've seen it in the past. I remember when I was a kid, we used to fish the beach a lot. You know, I was down there every summer. We'd spend our whole summer down there on the West End, and, man, it would get too clear where you could see your feet and neck deep water. And uh, Wow. That makes it tough, you know, for lure fishermen. First couple of days of that real clear water in the surf, you can do pretty good, but then that's, you know, once it stays clean for that long, then, you know, the live baiters do way better.
0: Well, I've always been a freshwater person, but here lately I've just, I've gotten the bug to uh, transition over to salt, and I have found that it, uh, it is expensive, more expensive for salt than it is to, uh, to do freshwater fishing. <laughs>
4: is it? Is it?
0: <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, because it seems like the lures are, lures are bigger, and the the rotter and I mean, everything just seems to be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. You need a bigger boat to go out in the deeper water, and Right, it's like where does it, where does it end? Bust out another thousand. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, that's that's just for one one uh, weekend of buying tackle, <laughs> a thousand bucks.
0: yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's true. And well, it, listen, uh, Captain Mickey, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much all for right, talking Shannon, to me. Thanks to for the call.
4: call. You bet. Have a good Sunday.
0: Yep, See you, man. You too, sir. All right.
4: Yeah, he's uh, he's not wrong about prices. Just price of boats. I mean, it's just. It's mind-boggling. It's overwhelming. I mean, in a short amount of time, how expensive things have gotten. So, anyway, well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but uh, we'll be back next Thursday morning, bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.